What? No, that's, I need you to talk less. I gotta go lay down. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. My name is Matt Robinson, sitting across the table from Rob Christie. What's happening today, man? Just turning you down a little bit. You're yeah, sound I get turned down a lot. That's yeah. fine. That's, you sound very exuberant. Well, how could you not, man? We're rolling through another, I was going to say gorgeous August week. It's been a fairly damp August week. I'm starting to grow mushrooms in my backyard, like Fuck legitimately. It. Yeah. The, uh... The bridge here, not too far from the studio in Merrillville, was waist high underwater there on, what was it, Thursday, Friday, whatever day that... Uh, Wednesday. Maybe. Thursday. It seems like it's every Thursday that we get these storms. They seem to be on a bit of a, a schedule. Well, and I work one sort of major... Concession. Street over on, on just off Woodruff, and yeah, it was closed down too. Got a little, uh, got a little damp, man. So uh, anyway, we're on social media at Tall Can Audio. Give us a follow there. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod wherever you're hearing us right now. Got a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about here today, man. But we start with the beers. So what are we drinking today? Well, first off, oh, okay. Before we do, mm-hmm. in the green room, we're, we're up my we're plans. Out. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> we're going to get back to it. It's just a small detour. <laughs> Longtime listeners will understand. Maybe Expect. not. Maybe not appreciate. <laughs> Uh, listening to a little hip while we're having a yep. pre-show beverage or so. New Orleans is sinking. I don't want to swim. Where do you stand on that? It's not one of my favorites. See, it's one of those ones where you hear it's it. It's not like a dislike it. Right. And I was just going to say. But it's the radio one, right? That gets beat in. Right. A super beat down. Yeah. And it, it's, I always hear it and I'm like, <sighs> love the hip. Yep. But it's not the one that I. I gravitate towards. Now, when it's on, I'm singing it. I'm, sure. I, I'm doing it, but it's, I'm like, there's so many more that you could do. It's just, to me, it's one of those songs that. Well, just last summer, they re-released that live album, Live at the Roxy. Yeah. And it had the like 11 minute version with the Killer Whale Tank. Killer Whale Tank. Yeah. In the middle of it. Gorgeous, man. Well, and I got time for that one every time. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. It, it, it's true. And that album was good. It was. Right? You can tell they were touring on Road Apples, I think, yep. when they recorded that. But you could tell by listening to that live album that they had the, the skeleton, or at least the, you know, the bones of fully completely. Yeah. Right? You could get a lot of his ramblings in the middle of songs. These will be turned into songs ha- later. Exactly. Locked in the trunk of a car. That used to happen there. a lot. I know you're very familiar with uh, the first live album. That they put out um, live between us, I believe it was called. Or as as Google would like to say, live live between, between us. us. And in that one, I can't remember in which song, but he goes on a rant talking about how love is a first, love is a worst. You can't just blurt love is the love is the worst. Yeah. Later on, like two thousand nine, that's yeah. a whole song on its own, and you can tell he's just. I got an idea here. I don't yet know what it's going to be. This is something that kind of comes to me now and then. And, and later on, maybe I'll do something with it. And there was a lot of that in that live at the Roxy as well. Yep, for yeah. sure. And so it's, it's, it's the, yeah, as you suggest, the mental journey that Gord goes on. Uh, small little, small little sight, little view into, into the dome of one 
Gord Downey. As we sit here right now, this is, is the, uh, I don't know, the, what would it be? Sixth anniversary, seventh anniversary yeah. of the day after I saw them in Toronto as uh, part of that Man Machine Poem Tour, which was the final tour. And I thought that was my final time seeing the band live. I've told the story before on the show, so I won't go too deep into it. But that next morning after having seen them, which was awesome, it was the middle of three shows at the Air Canada Centre. And uh, got a text from my sister who lives here in Ottawa said, hey, I know some friends who are selling tickets to the Ottawa show, 1200 for the pair, second row on the floor. And I kind of, uh, emotionally, I just said goodbye, right? I, I thought that I was I said it. it to you right now. I sure did, man. And, uh, and my sister is a hip fan, but not like a crazy yeah. diehard hip yeah. fan. There's lots of those. And so I said to her, if this is. For me, right? If you're thinking I badly want to go again, maybe looking for somebody to go with, I'm all right. But if you want to go, if this is something you want to go see once more, I could be talked into that, right? And maybe you'd pay three quarters. <laughs> but I did say to her, <laughs> no, at that price. And so we kind of, her and I haggled back and forth. What did you, what might you be willing to spend? It was significantly less than 600 a piece. Um, and I think we settled on 300 a piece. And went back to her friend and said, go get somebody to pay you your 1200 right? Keep circling around. But if at the last minute you can't find anybody, come back and here's what we're prepared to yeah. pay. And it was still like twice the face value. Yeah. But Good was, friend. <laughs> and uh, I guess she replied to my sister right away. I was like, ah, screw it. We'll sell you for that. I'm like, okay, I guess. Should have went for 200 <laughs> Right. And that's it. That was part of it too, right? But. You also never really expected them to come back to you, right? Yeah. Someone will give you more than 50, that. 50% cut. Right. And they were just like, no, here, that's fine. So I went and saw them again uh, a couple days later in Ottawa, second row on the floor. And second last show, I think, in Ottawa too, right? They did Ottawa and then they went to Ottawa Kingston. Ottawa and then Kingston, yeah. yeah. So anyway, lots of lots of yeah. hip memories, man. Lots of hip times. Sorry. And you asked me what yeah. I was drinking. Yeah, because I really want to crack into these here. Yeah. Okay. So I, I got a little shout out here for the rusty, musty muscle man. That's my, that's my 13 year old nephew <laughs> who, when I got my last shipment of beer, um, it comes, the shipment comes with a little newsletter called the frosted mug. <laughs> okay. Gives a little breakdown of the breweries involved this month. And then sort of a little, uh, detailed description of each of the pints. Mm. So he and I had sort of, we went through it and he was reading it and, uh, and so we were talking about, you know, different beers and what, you know, what is malt forward and what is yeast forward and, and what's hop forward, right? Like yep. the different types of beers and what makes a lager a lager versus an ale. Anyways, he's like, I'm going to be a beer master at the end of this. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, well. <laughs> so this one caught his eye. <laughs> this is of all the ones, 13-year-old boys, like, this is the Green Dragon New England style IPA from the Indie Ale House in Toronto. Nice. Comes in at 6.7%. Okay. Yeah. So it's beefy. Um, but all weekend he'd be like, Hey Rob, can I get you a beer? Do you want to get that drink? Yes, can you that, can, son. You want to get that green dragon? And I'm like, no, that's a show beer. I told yeah. you. I'm going to hold on to that. Hey, can I get you a beer? You want that green dragon? So. Was he looking to try it? Just looking to hear what no, you thought? He doesn't, he doesn't no. really like beer. He's no. just, he's interested in, and he, he's very intrigued by the idea of tall can audio. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not really sure, but uh, Rusty, this one's for you, buddy. 
Nice, man. Uh, I have no story behind mine. Just working through the fridge, right? And I think I actually was into this brewery maybe last weekend uh, into in terms of drinking their stuff into, not into as in actually going places. I don't do that. <laughs> what? I, my little hermit world Put here. pants on? <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. I'm just going to belt this moo moo shirt I have and go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, Belgian Strong from Beyond the Pale. Oh, a Belgian. Yeah. And uh, so I haven't had something like this in a while. That was one of the reasons to go with it. I was a little disappointed as we've talked before, BTP, when they crank up yeah. The alcohol the ABVs. It, they shrink down the- Oh, uh, uh, small can? The, it is just a small can. So okay. uh, we'll give that a go. I've got a couple things ready to go as, as backups here that are always crowd pleasers. So we'll get into uh, to that a bit. But yeah, uh, I don't think Beyond the Pale does a whole lot wrong, right? They, they always make pretty nice stuff. So that's what we're going with on this one, man. Okay. This is not bad. Oh, that was a, that's a nice crack you got there, mm-hmm. man. Uh, it's been said. This is smooth. This is smooth. I'm not getting a pile of, uh, I'm drinking it out of the can, so I'm not getting any of the haziness, obviously, but yeah. smooth. I'm, I'm really not getting any citrus or anything from it, but easy drink and it doesn't taste boozy at all at 6.7. So I'm interested. Yeah. What are you thinking of that over there? Pretty good. Got a little, it's kind of dry, right? And maybe just a tiny little bit of, of some sort of spice to it towards the end and spice isn't the word, but some sort of. Yeah. Seasoning or so, something. Well, we have pepperies where I always yeah. go with. Yeah, right? that's, that's not far from this. Yeah. And now, so I was out yesterday to um, to visit my aunt. She lives in Perth. Right. Now, I'm I'm doing my best. Did as, you visit the combination Perth Brewery slash Wendy's? I did, it's a great parking I lot. I did not. <laughs> okay. And, I, and I, I purposely told the better half on the way out, yeah. I'm not stopping at any breweries. Okay. Right? I, I'm, I'm trying to rein in my... Yeah. Well, I, I never say anything like that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm already getting my deliveries, right? Like I just, yeah, true I, I, I need to just, and so went to a, a sweet little spot in downtown Perth, which is kind of a happening spot in the summertime, yeah, right? Like yeah. it's, it's a big cottage area. And so for lunch, I had, um, a, a, what was called a Hawaiian style mm-hmm. from Spearhead at a Kingston. Okay. So I, I've had a couple of things over the years from, from Spearhead. Yep. I think they're part of that calendar every year as well. The, yeah, they have been for yeah, sure, right? Yeah. And I always go back to the first time was that I ever had was a Moroccan ale, hmm. and it was it was super good. But this was a Hawaiian style pale ale. Now it claims to be a bit of a West Coast with some pineapple. So you're doing a bunch of things there. Yeah, I was better off without looking into it at all because to me, I, I drank it and it, it just sort of was more of a of a a sort of a traditional darker ale is, is in the glass. Yeah. I didn't get anything from it in terms of, it wasn't, wasn't hoppy. Like when you ask for a West coast and you get some of that really upfront bitterness. Yep. I wasn't getting any of that. The color was nice. It was almost a brown, hmm. um, but not, not bitter. And I didn't get any pineapple, but again, I didn't know at the time that it was supposed to have any pineapple yeah. in it, but it was very drinkable. Comes in at 6%. And so it was, it was nice it, that, and clearly the Hawaiian was, they were just going with the pineapple. They're like, all right. <laughs> just dump that in there. But, but you're like, okay, you know, I, I always personally think of a New England style being the sort of hazy citrusy yes. and the West Coast. Juicier. Be, yeah. And being the West Coast being just sort of a little more hoppier, yeah, yeah. a little more bitter. Yep. 
this seemed like it was muddling the water. Didn't really know what it wanted to be. Yeah. Well, see, and I don't know if those are the rules either, but that's always been my take too, is the West Coast is a little hoppier, whereas the East Coast is a little juicier, right? It's sort of... Well, I mean... It comes down to the pre and post boil, right? Okay. Where the hops go in. Yeah. So the longer the hops are in the water or in the, or in the boil, right? The bitter, the more bitter it is. So West Coast, the hops go in before the boil. Okay. On New England style, the hops go in post boil. There you go. So less, less bitter, right? The New England style. That's, that's the rule of thumb. And that's why I guess I like the West Coast better. Matt, very bitter. Bitter, bitter, bitter. super bitter. And it's all right up front. (laughs) Right up front. So it was good. It was good enough for me to have a couple, which uh, it's an hour drive from Perth back home. And so. Got to pee. Rob is super, you know, <laughs> small bladdered. And you're like, what do I do? And how do I weigh this? But a fantastic burger served on marble rye. Really? Not a bun. Yeah. And man, I was super impressed with how well the, the rye What was bread. the name of the place again? Rocky River Cafe. Okay. Don't be thrown off by the cafe. Ca- yep. Because it had a great inside, they, um, sweet bar, good beer selection. I can't say for sure, but I may have been here before. There was a place you I was with here. a couple. Yeah, thank you. To the Rocky Road Cafe. Rocky yeah, River. Rocky River Cafe. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I set up shop there at one point as I was driving through with a couple ladies who wanted to do some local shopping, right? Okay. Local, set up there with my laptop, one of those douches, lunch and a few beers while they puttered around town well, looking and- you're not the Starbucks. At least you're- Yeah. Just there's pints, if nothing else. So, well, and I was not with a bad my, spot. If I, I, were, I was with my mom, yeah. So, we had to have pierogies as the appetizer. Okay, she yeah. loves herself. <laughs> Anybody who spent any time out in the in the prairies, right? Yeah, you know, chock full of good Ukrainians and uh, Polish. So it's yep. it's um, yeah, I love the I love a pierogi too. So lots of bacon and sautéed onions and. Well, speaking of Eastern European delights. I should remind the good listener that AJ Jackiebeck was in here not too long ago. You can check that out. It's all talking about pierogies, Eastern European delights, all kinds of things. Yeah, uh, he's always got quite a bit to say. This past week, uh, on the most recent episode before this one, our buddy Chris Hoffley was in. Talk to him about. I'm sure you caught at least a little bit of talk about what was going on in Baltimore as they suspended their play-by-play guy for. Kevin Brown? Yeah, reading statistics, essentially. Uh, Got into some of that with Hoff as someone who is, A, now working on the PR side of a team, but used to work in the sports media. And then, of course, plenty on uh, the up and down season for for the Red Blacks and and what was coming up for the 67. So you can check that out. And I will also let the good listener know, especially you Sens fans, there are entirely too many of you in this world. But uh, coming up this week. Thanks for listening. Dean Brown will be on the show. Play-by-play voice of your Ottawa Senators. Scramble! It's funny because I did that when, uh, or I teed up the Dean Brown episode with someone else. I think it was uh, Steve Bunda who also leaned back and yelled the exact same thing. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, Dean Brown, of course, uh, yes, a lot of, everybody's favorite play-by-play guys have their yeah. go-to lines. or their, well, and The uh, other one for me is the soft dumper on the inboards. Yeah. Who let that happen? <laughs> So Dean Brown will be here later in the week to talk all about the offseason that the Sens have had, what's coming up, uh, you know, what expectations should look like for this team uh, moving into to training camp. And of course, we talked to him a little bit, the sports media biz as well. He's been around it for a little while and uh, he's got his take on that. That should be fun. That's coming up later this week on the podcast. Can't wait. Um, I wanted to ask you, 
if you had seen that uh, we're suddenly talking about possibly changing our national anthem again. Oh, I have not seen that. Okay. This one is, and, and it, it dates back. It was in the life of the podcast, 2016, 17, something like that. When we changed the line from in all thy sons command to, and all of us command. Yeah. And that had like any change to the anthem is going to, it had people on both sides of it up in arms and whatever. I don't really, it still seems weird to me, but because I grew up on the other one. So it's still, every time I hear it, it feels out of place a little, but I don't remember having huge objections to it other than the fact that, and I'm not going to use the guy's name because I don't want it to seem like I'm dumping all over, but the, the MP who kept putting it forward was dying and it, he put it forward a bunch of times. It kept getting put down. Then he gets ALS and as like a tribute to him for all his years of service, all of a sudden, all the liberals and NDP rally behind it. And I remember thinking, again, it's going to come off a little cold. Matt's bitter right up front. Somebody dying is not a good enough reason to change the national anthem if this didn't have support before. Pat Burns didn't get into the Hall of Fame. Right. So we've changed it. The world did not collapse, but we're now looking at changing it again. And this time the proposed alteration is instead of our home and native land, our home on native land. Yeah. Would you like to take a stab at uh, polling Canada recently? And this is just one of any number of polls that get thrown out there. How many people agree with the or percentage of people polled agreed with the idea of changing it to that versus disagreed? 7% agreed. Wow. Okay. Way low. <laughs> okay. 41% agreed. That would be a reasonable, uh, you know, change to make in the anthem. 44% disagreed and the rest were undecided. It's another one of these ones that sort of is like, I guess, right? Like this, it, it doesn't immediately get my backup, but at some point, I, I, maybe we just change the song. I don't know. Maybe we ditch it and we just hum. Yeah. Maybe just throw down a little uh, something by Michael Bublé. Yeah, it's ha- it's <laughs> happening. I want Lovers in a Dangerous Time by Bruce That'd Coburn. That'd be a great anthem. Is it weird that I kind of like the Bare Naked Ladies version it's better? It's not weird at all because that's what I prefer too. Yeah. Right? But I wanted to kind of give the nod to sure. the original. But, yeah. Um, and this stems back, am I right, to the NBA All-Star Game? Is that where this comes from? The woman who was a, who was a Canadian who sang the Canadian anthem? Yeah, that's not, yeah, I... I don't know that that's where this dates back to, but I, I do remember that story now that you bring it up. She yeah. absolutely, that's how she sang the anthem yes. at the NBA All-Star Game. Yeah. She sang, our home on native yeah. land. And it was it was a big sort of talking point at that point. Mm-hmm. And so... At first blush, what do you think of the change? I, I don't like it. No? At first blush. Yeah. And, and that's just, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to... You asked for my yep. you asked for my take and... um. You know, I'm sure I'll I'll warm to it, or because or, it's going to happen. Like, forget about it. It's it, it, once it, the snowball starts rolling. Yeah, it's 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 done. It's going to happen. And I guess I uh, in the end, you work your way around to as you do with most things, and you say, what does it mean to me to keep it? Right. Or what does it mean to me to change it? Mm-hmm. So it really, if if I only want to keep it because. It's the way it's been for 40 years or yep. whatever it's been since they changed it, the anthem in the late 70s, early 80s, they made a change to the anthem. Well, and that's the part that keeps tripping me up is 
how holy do I get to pretend this document is when we've changed it like 13 times <laughs> over the course of its life? Right. And it was originally written in French. Yeah. Translated into English yeah. and then, you know, changed many times. Well, and one of the things is we sort of circle back to reasons for changing it. That, that last one I talked about that went from an all of, or all thy sons command to all of us command. It was until like 1913 or 1909 or no, it would have been later than 1909, but it had a much more old English and doth all of thou command or whatever. And it got changed to all thy sons command as we were sending still super fresh to uh, sending guys over to world war one. And it was a support of the military to change it to an all thy sons command because there was yeah. no daughters in the military at that point. They were going to have to do other work around here, but we were supporting the military and that just became the norm. But you can circle back as you want to change it back to going, yeah, but that wasn't the initial. So there's yeah. sort of an argument there, right? To We're going back to, I don't know, just at, at some point, I think my frustration stems from, can we just stop picking at it? It's just a really old song. I don't, the next, next logical one would be God keep our land. There's an awful lot of Canadians who don't really care about God or don't believe in God, right? Are we ever going to go that far to snip that one out of there and change it from Frank, keep our land or let's keep our land <laughs> right? glorious and free, baby. I don't know, man. It, it, this, it, it doesn't bug me. There's just sort of a sense of like everything we do right now is so politicized and we're going to pick away at it. And I'm all about ditching it. Ditching the anthem completely. Yeah. Just go musical. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Just go musical. No lyrics. Ditch the words. Yeah. Um, and you you do whatever you want to do with it. You little do a little scat number with it if you want. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it just it, it comes down to. You should put us in charge of this committee. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I like in Ottawa here we do the mix of French and English, yep. and it's just people are like, what's that? What's that? Like. We've already buggered it to a to a certain extent where people are like, what is that? What is the English words for that part? I only know the French ones. And then we switch to the English and then. But aren't we going to lose that magical moment where the anthem singer at the hockey game holds the mic out to the crowd? And now we won't sing because it's just a musical. It's just, it's just a musical now. Yeah. Uh, we can all hum. I, I'm totally, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally for that, man. I, I'm, I just. Yeah, I think the best way to not offend anybody is to just not have any words to it at all. Yeah, and then the natural response is, are we so worried about offending everybody, which... Clearly we are. Apparently we are. So, so it, it's... just it, interesting. I'm I'm surprised it was that close, 44 to 41, uh, in favor of disagree. And of course, when you go into the replies, it's yeah, only never go the, into the replies. ugly disagree people who are, are showing up, right? And there's lots of legitimate reasons to disagree, but sure, these are the, the rational people are not the ones who show up in the replies as we've talked about. So. Yeah. Well, and, and really to me, it is one of those things where you just like, yeah, all right. I, I get it because at some point at an, you can offend somebody with everything. Yeah. Like There's I, almost an exasperated for me. I, I don't care. Sure. Call me when it's done. Right. Like, go through all of it. Let's not do this every couple of years. Go through it line for line. Let me know when you've come up with the finished, polished version that can't possibly offend anybody. And then. We keep everything general neutral. Sure. Keep everything religion neutral. Yeah. You just, just. Psh, smooth sailing, baby. Meanwhile, the Americans 
who I think legitimately have a bad anthem, but they're like, yeah, no, it's about bombs and war. Fuck you. <laughs> they're not apologizing for any of it. So I like their, I like their anthem. I don't like their anthem. What is it you don't like about it? You don't find it rousing? It's a war cry. Yeah. Well, I guess if that's what your country does, then. Yeah. Well, that, that is what they do. Fair enough. Uh, did you happen to see that on Saturday, uh, Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills returned to play first game since he collapsed on January 2nd um, in that game against the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know if you remember all the way back I'm to that. Sure, for sure I do. Yeah. Yes. He, uh, at the time, was involved in a tackle and uh, this was several seconds later, like it looked like everything was fine and his heart stopped, dropped. Uh, they postponed the whole game. There was all kinds of talk about do we force these guys to keep playing? What happens? He was in hospital for several, well, for over a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was several days before he woke up again. Um, the uh, medical workers from both teams that kept him alive with CPR got his heart running again before they took him to hospital. And he sort of talked about after this game on Saturday that, you know, he was cleared in April, but still in his own mind was sort of like, is this something I want to do, right? Like, yeah. do I... Do I want to, this was a freak accident. Do I want to risk it again? And that would always be in your head, but he sort of talked about, you have to get to a point where if you're going to do it, you have to find a way to get that out of your head, right? You can't play that way. Wondering if you're going to have another freak heart attack on the field or, or whatever, but he came back on, uh, on Saturday, played just two, uh, two series, which isn't uncommon for starters uh, at this point in the NFL preseason, but uh, involved in a couple of tackles and, and was pretty pretty strong in his words after the game that, yeah, this was my decision. The bills didn't obviously push me back to doing this right. or, uh, or whatever. I just decided, um, I want to, I wanted to do it and I'm, you know, ready to take another run out at the bills should be pretty good again this season. Man, awesome to see him back on Saturday. He, he won the lottery in reverse, right? Like the, what happened to him, you, you think about how, how often it's happened, if it's ever happened yeah. in the NFL before and how many collisions there are right. in each game, yep. let alone each Sunday across a season, across the league's history. It's just such a such a rare thing. And so the things you take for granted, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to run into that guy. I've done it since Pop Warner when I was like five years old. Yep. And then this time it just happened to be the, the valve was in a certain position, like just... I, you know, it's just a thousandth of a second. Yep. Bam. And you're like, oof. And so, yeah, I, to me, it, it's, it's, it's really more miraculous that he could get past that mentally. That'd be it. How do you talk yourself into, I, like, like you said, one in a million shot that this was ever going to happen to me, but it did happen to me. Right. And now. What's to stop it from happening again? Yeah. And. You know, what have I made versus what could I make? How can I set my family up? How my, how bad do I want to get back in doing this? Man, he, he sort of said, this is all I've ever done, right? This is How much did I he know. make his own charity? Remember yeah. that? Yeah, that's yeah. true. I'd forgotten about that. That in the days afterwards, someone had dug up a, a, a GoFundMe for a charity he was doing. that for was his, Where his mom worked, where they're looking for new toys for the daycare or something. Yeah. And they had like a goal and I'm going to botch this because we're working off the top of it, but yeah. had a goal of like $5,000 yeah. and ended up being hundreds of thousands and into the millions of millions. people were just looking for a way to support this guy. Yeah. And, psh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah. And then you, you start to ask yourself, am I predisposed in some yeah. way yeah. to this? Right? Like, do I have some kind of heart heart 
issue. And I'm sure they would have covered that 100%, with all yeah. the experts. And he was certainly seeing the best experts yep. from the people on, on the field who, who, as you suggested, helped resuscitate him and, and get his heart going again, right through the specialists that he would have been dealing with all the way through. 100%, yeah. That yeah. they would have sort of... Before we send you back out there, we're going to take a close look at this. Like, yeah, like we're going to start pounding you in the chest just to, just to see what that looks like. Sure. You'll be coming, going to get a coffee in the morning and wham, two by four in the chest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still good? Yeah. Still good. Not in a great mood, but yeah. my heart's still going. Yeah, I don't need the coffee anymore either because I'm just raging. Yeah. I just may smash you. You may need new scrubs after this. Um. Yeah, that to me is the mental side is is the the part, and we'll see, right? And he's had enough, I'm sure, in their, you know, contact just with teammates and stuff that you sort of have that. But you can't you can't substitute what happens in a in an actual NFL game, right? In terms of no, you can't recreate the amount that of violent moment. collisions yeah, yeah. that that happen, and so. Yeah, we'll see, but that's a great start for him. Yeah, great to see him back, playing a couple series with the rest of the starters. Already has had some contact. Like, you'd want that fast, right? I want to be into the action quick, get a couple tackles, get up feeling normal, right? All of that, and that happened for him on Saturday. So well, I just want to get up and not have my heart stopped. Yeah, as we all do. <laughs> yeah, like, like anytime you get hit in a football game, you're not feeling great. No. Is my heart still going, though? Right. Yes, guy. But, like, if he'd have gone through that... F- that first series or two and then been pulled with the rest of the starters, having not really, you know, it happens if the play doesn't come to you or whatever, you'd want that out of your system fast, right? I'm going to engage with somebody. I'm going to fucking hit somebody. <laughs> well, I, and I would wager if it, if the ball didn't come to him, like that you would ask for a couple more reps. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Right. I want to be in there until I see something, Yeah. you know, if, if, if the play goes away from me or, I want to make sure that I can get in and, and, and get some of that, that hard collision. So we'll see. True enough, man. So uh, great to see. We'll keep an eye on that as we move forward. We're just wrapping up Bautista weekend in Toronto. Uh, as we sit here now, the Jays have lost the first two of three. We'll keep an eye on how that third game plays out. But that Batista ceremony on Saturday, did you see it? I did. Yeah. The Dome, pretty lit, right? For Three two Jays in the third. Okay, as we sit here now, yeah, that's where you're at on your uh, your Sunday game. Um, but that ceremony, for all the shit we sometimes give to to sports teams on how long they can drag out or how they can go, and, and the crowd who was in attendance deserves a lot of credit for, for making this what it was, that ceremony couldn't have been done a whole lot better, I don't think. No, they and, and in, in all uh, transparency, I didn't see the game. I, as I said, I was in Perth yesterday. Yeah. So I got home and I was sort of doing some stuff for dinner. And so I was listening to Ben Wagner on the, uh. Yeah. Doing the radio thing. Doing the radio thing. And they had Ricky Romero in, but so I missed, I completely missed the, uh, the ceremony, but I watched it this morning on online. Right. Full 40 minutes. Right. I got, yeah, the, yeah. I got the whole thing. And so, yeah, they did a fantastic job. And I, and I think these things can be, you know, a bit forced. Right. When you, when you have these sorts of things, but I think they, there was enough people like, I'm not sure, you know, Adam Lind and his man bun is, is, is really going to fire the crowd. Adam Lind was trending on Twitter slash X. So so sorry. I guess I guess people were loving that guy. Those people looks like Adam Lind has a terrific career post baseball running a bait shop was one of them Okay, (laughs) Uh, or being a barista as uh, 
know what the. Yeah. All right. It's a man bun, right? Yeah. It's clearly. On the beard, I think, right? Or yeah. whatever was going yeah. on there. Yeah, a bit of a hipster. Yeah. Um, but like before they bring out Batista, well, the very first people introduced are Ed Rogers and Mark Shapiro. Yeah, see how quickly Hazel just yeah. right, right into. Because the crowd was not giving them a particularly warm welcome. Well, Edwin Rogers especially, the crowd started to boo and then they, she just, there was no. Yeah, and I don't know, like you can judge for yourself based on what your opinions are at this point of the Jays management crew. I think Shapiro got caught kind of wearing some of the Edward Rogers leftover booze. Like I'm not sure he would have gotten quite so lustily. Yeah. yeah they, but, need, they needed to put Gibby right in behind uh, Edwin Rogers. Yeah. Well, so they move forward and they introduce the family and whatever else, but then they start bringing out all these Jays that used to be part of it. And like the crowd is going crazy for the Ryan Goins gets this massive um, yeah, reception. Well, well, Cause he was clutch in, in, I can't remember what was, which one of those two. 2015. Series. Yeah. He was, he was just, but like, a terrible hitter, but a really good defender. And you're right. He got a hit or two when you needed big ones. And that was, but like people are just clearly still in love with that 2015 team, right? When they're bringing the, uh, Cito Gaston. And as you mentioned, Gibby, when they both get introduced, massive ovations. Well, the three, the Justin smoke gets a nice, uh, (laughs) Devin Travis, Devin Travis, Travis Snyder lunchbox. Yeah, I'm just like, ah, there's some guys. Marco Scudero? Well, some of them are earlier yeah, on yeah, in for, Batista's for, career, like 09, sure. 2010. Yeah, yeah. like, I liked Marco Scudero. Yeah, you know what? It's 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 one of those things where you're like, somebody, like, how do you get in? <laughs> how do you get in here? Buddies but, with him. Yeah, buddies with him, right? Yeah. And, and that's clearly what, how it is. And so Edwin got the huge ovation. Yeah, I was going to say, so to me, Cito, Gibby, Gibby. And, and Edwin were... I got to tell you, man, I, I'm putting Goins in that group. Like this, the the ovation for that guy is like the first name from that 2015 team to come running out. Yeah. He got, we, no one has ever cheered Ryan Goins that loudly before. Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah, I, I, I really noticed it with, and, and Cito is like, he's legacy guy, yeah. right? And, yep. and he is forever. Like he was a hitting instructor in the late eighties, right? And became the manager. That's right. Yeah. And I love that guy. Like as a guy who's been watching the Jasons, well, for 40 years. Yep. Um, it's a long time. It's a long time, man. <laughs> well, somebody told me that they were closer to 2050 than we are to 1990. Yeah, that's a bummer. I hate and when I'm people like, give me that shit. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> Jesus, that's terrible. Um, Someone hit me with it around my 40th birthday that like, you have to understand that when you used to cringe at your parents for talking about the 60s or the 70s, they were closer at that point to what you are now to the nineties, right? Like, you're like, yeah, oh, shut up, fuck off, get out of here. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and I was telling you, I think the last week on the pod, when the, the guy who's in his mid twenties, like, I don't know, man, it was super long time ago. Like in the nineties, Yeah, and I'm like in the nineties, fuck you. Like I'm voting and I may, own a, <laughs> I may own a home by that point, like in the nineties. Yeah. He's talking about like, yeah, like it's the moon landing and. The summer of love in 69 or something. Well, like like, my sister just posted on her Instagram the other day, something along a a meme that was just like, someone says 20 years ago and in your head, you're like, oh, so you mean the eighties? You're like, no, I mean 2004. And you're like, what? No, I need you to talk less. I got to go lay down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is exactly, where's my polyester pants? (laughs) Um, But Cito. Yeah. Cito. I just, to me, that guy is. But you almost feel like in the 2015, 2016 love and the Gibby love, like it, to me, it's, 
Give me it's, love. It's it's almost like Cito is yesterday's man, right? Like he's well, he is. Yeah, but guy's a two time World Series co like James. How many people in the building you think had seen those? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Is is he becomes like the Yogi Berra of like just the you know the yeah. old generation of success, whereas so much of the Jays now. And this is one of the things I wanted to bring up with you is. And we've told the story before, so we won't go too deep in. What you and I went and saw Jay's game in April against the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays yeah. uh, in Matt, 2015. Matt tried to fight a guy there with a seven-year-old Yeah, kid. we've told that story, too. <laughs> I know. I, I just, was going to let you handle the kid. Yeah, no. Uh, I got the kid, totally. We're going <laughs> to eat the popcorn and watch watch you guys sort of sloppily roll around in the aisle. Nice. Uh, so that was April 2015. And when we there's go back like 15,000 people there. At most. On a Thursday night game against the Tampa Rays. And we go back in August. But wait, you and I are on the first base side. Yeah. And we're like, I don't know, are we 30 feet past first base? And there's like nobody in our aisle. Like we're uh, we're alone in that row. Yeah. And the beer people coming by and you're like, yeah, all right. Yoink, yoink. Yoink, yoink. Come over and sit down Those other guys us. will be right back. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't go far. Don't leave the section. But yeah, nobody there. Like a... Ghost yeah, down. I would have said more like 12,000, but it, you know, it doesn't matter. There's nobody there. Yeah. And we go back in August, and they have now made the too low deal. They've made the price deal, and we're a couple weeks into this surge of them making a run for what would become a division championship. They blow right by the wild card. Yeah, and in that series, that was the fourth game when they swept the Twins, who they were trying to catch to yeah. get in. It was awesome. And at that point, the building is full. And you witness that transformation in one year. And so as you talk about, you know, Cito being the old guard and Gibby being the representative of a new, like that 2015 team is the team that brings Canada back around, right? And, and 100%. creates the TV ratings again. And even in those following years, you know, 15 and 16 are what they are. They're awesome. 17, 18, 19, where things aren't so good, the crowds never go back down to being quite as bad as they were no. before that. This high twenties, low thirties. Yeah, this set Toronto Blue Jays baseball back on the map in Canada, and that's why these people love this group so much. And it, it's funny when you 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 read what the rest of baseball thought of that group, like kind of assholes, right? Like yeah. this was not a likable group, except they were our assholes. And so yeah, fuck you, we're cheering for them because they were chippy, right? It was a chippy group, right? And and I think. Led by Jose Bautista, mm-hmm. right? And and it's, it's uh, he knew how to asshole. Josh Donaldson knew how to asshole. Yeah, right? for sure. <laughs> Renault. And so, and you had, you had Price who wasn't. He was like one of those guys where you're like, I don't know. And Edwin really no hable anglais and <laughs> and just sort of just walking the bird and just sure all those things. And you're like, ah, assholes for sure. <laughs> and so, yeah, I I totally I totally get that. But I'm a guy who who has been 40 years in, mm-hmm. and this franchise, and I'm talking about from the Roger Clemens years, mid-90s, it fucking hit the... Oh, yeah. It hit the pipe big time, right? Like, And, and it was in the wilderness. Well, it was hopeless. For 20 years. Through the mid to late 2000s, like... Before 2010, like they had some teams that in other divisions would have pushed for playoff spots or had playoffs, but you were always behind the Yankees and Red Sox. You had JP Ricciardi trying to do his version of Oakland and spending small and all that. It just wasn't going to work. When I was looking at 
at different rosters through the through the years, right? Watching this, right? And 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 trying to sort of chart that sort of loosely chart. Chart makes it sound like I put more work into it than <laughs> But like 99, 2000, right? You you have you you have Delgado, you have Vernon Wells, you have Shannon Stewart, you have Gonzalez, you have Sean Green. You probably Green. don't have Vernon Wells yet in 99. It's that's more like Sean Green, wouldn't it be in that Sean area? Green for sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, VW is a year or two away yet still. And, and, but but it, you're looking at uh, Pat Hankin is yeah, still around. You yep. have Carpenter. Yep. I, I think Woody you have Williams, uh, who went on to have a great little... You and, and so you're like, man, that team should be better. You have yep. you have Billy Cook, right? You have... There's there's still lots of meat on the bone in 99, despite the team not being sort of, as you suggest, maybe in another division, Yeah, doing better. And so it's the years later when you go with the... You know the the AJ Burnett and the you know <laughs> BJ Ryan and the Shea Hildebrand. See that whole that that generation. I can tell you right now, I was getting excited for that off season between 05 and 06. Your Eric Hinskies. I'm like, man, they just brought in Burnett to go number yeah, two course. behind Halliday. Yeah, yeah. BJ Ryan has had a killer year. He's now our new closer, and it just never. It, Lyle Overbay, Scott Rowland. It just never. Got there. It just didn't work in this AL East, right? And Homer Bush. You know, that's my go to rare Blue Jay. <laughs> Gustavo Chassin. Like all, all these. Had his own, Marco uh, Scudero. <laughs> Gustavo Chassin had his own cologne at of one point. Of course. Why yeah. would you not? Um, and so, yeah, that's one of the things is you watch Batista in 2010, 2011, and he's having these 50 home run seasons and it's bringing people slowly back around, but not really. Like I can remember going to a September game in 2010 and Batista's pushing for 50. He doesn't get it that day, but it's still, it's maybe, it's a beautiful Saturday afternoon and it's maybe 26,000. And at the time you're like, it's a pretty decent crowd for this team that isn't going anywhere, and but it's really not. And now every day. Every day is pushing a sellout, right? Like they are, and I, I think huge part goes to that that fifteen sixteen team, man. And so, and we've talked about it because fifteen, and we're talking. This is the lifetime of this podcast, first year of the pod, and so we are. I am somebody who I'd been to a bunch of games at Exhibition Stadium, right? Yep. Loved it out in the. Uh, the metal bleachers out there are <laughs> freezing your ass. Yeah, for sure. Or, or baking it, baking, yes. is sizzling it in the summertime, <laughs> man. Um, and then making the move. And so probably in those first four or five years in the dome, I probably went to 50 games. I right. bet you. And you're talking 4 million fans per year, yeah. per year in the dome and, and baseball from, from its inception in the late seventies in Toronto to those world series years. It was still, a, it was, um, there was the honeymoon period mm-hmm. and then the team got good, right? In the eighties with Willie Upshaw and Shaker Mosby and <laughs> Barfield and Bell and, you know, all those guys, right? And, and Steve, oh, my guy, Dave Steve, he's absolutely my guy. He would have fit right in with the asshole. For sure, man, of the 2015, because <laughs> nobody, nobody, well, nobody hit, he still holds the record for most guys hit. <laughs> In a Blue Jays uniform, Dave Steve. Here's a guy who doesn't mind going inside. No. Um, and back in the day when people charged the mound <laughs> nonstop, right? Like this is, it, to me, that was, that's, I love those days. Yeah. Um, but the Dome in, in the World Series years when there was 50,000 
every night. Yep. 50,000. Yeah, it's both that. Yeah, though. it was 50. It was 50,000. Yeah, they brought it down several times since 50, then. It was 50,500. Yeah. And you have to, yeah. So um, it just seems super grandiose. But yeah, that's actually the number. That's right. Yeah. But, and I've said it before on this podcast, in those days, it sounded like a Taylor Swift concert. Yes. It was very high pitched. It was very squealy kind of. Yep. And to me, as somebody who is, you know. Less squealy. A forever fan. <laughs> That 2015, like before the bat flip, the sound in the dome was much different. Bassier, beefier. Way like angrier. Yes. And it just sort of had that, like it was, it was just a different sound. It's like, instead of a grade eight girls, you know, gymnastics tryout, it was, it sort of became uh, Romans being led to the. Yeah. Yeah. It just really had a. College frat boy kind of. I've referenced it a hundred times. I'm when Batista does hit that home run, the bat flip home run, the sound in the dome is a low guttural roar before it explodes. Right, this oh, right, like I cannot believe that just happened. Yeah. And it's well, on the camera. The camera. It's everything shaking. It's shaking. Yeah. It's, it's going and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. It was, it's wild, man. And you're like, it, it was a different sports scene. They made it hip again, right? They made it cool to be well, a Jays fan again. And, and, and you know, I don't always love the Stephen Brunt. I don't always go in for everything he does. Sometimes yeah. he, it can be a little. I do. I'm a sucker uh, for Yeah. Well, yeah. he's good at what he does. Yeah. These essays. And and, and so I, I think part of it is I'm not buying the hair color. <laughs> um, it just sort of becomes you know, a little disingenuous. Okay. I don't know. And so it kind so of. So in this one where he doesn't appear on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but what it does is, is. It's like for those years that I was, I was sort of meandering through is, is, is Toronto is a baseball town and it, it is, but it, it's like, there was no reason they continually failed to give the fans a reason to, to, to buy back in. They to, talked about themselves as a small market team, despite being the fourth largest market in North come America. Come on, man. Yeah, Get the fuck that. out of here. And it was creating an excuse to not spend Oh, and we'll also, we're always going to be up against the Yankees and Red Sox. We'll never be able to do it. Fuck you. You can do it. And we've seen that. You can do it. Ever since, right? You cannot act like that. And when you set your team up to at least give it a shot, right? We're going for it. We're going to try. Fans show up. They have showed up. The fans have done their part. And that allows, in cyclical nature, that allows you to spend, right? The money is coming in now. The TV ratings are there now. But it was always going to be on them to go first, right? Show some sort of commitment. And that's what happened in 2015. They're 500 at the trade deadline. They go get Price. They go get Tulo. They go get Ben Revere. They get a couple of pieces in the bullpen. Tulo! And they go... And I... It's interesting. You know, we'll probably have to actually talk about what's happening with the team now at some point on the podcast. Sometimes. But... But... I think that's one of the things that's fucking with fans, me included, right now. Is that 2015 team where so many people suddenly jumped back on the bandwagon and watched this team go from 500 to division winner, basically winning every night through August and September, remembered or like set their baseline as, okay, this is what a good team feels like. 
And it, that's not how this works over six months. If you're going to, that was a miracle run to do this over six months. You don't win every single night. No. And, and the part where, in my opinion, Brunt hit the nail on the head was, yeah, the, the chippiness with which, you know, Batista led team yeah. sort of put itself back on the map. And this is the Brunt essay to start the broadcast. Yeah. yeah. Is, is, is Toronto's back and, and, and we're back and, and we are, a, we are a baseball city. We and you got to remember at the time, I know the rest of the country won't want to hear it this way. The Leafs don't yet have Marner and Matthews and Nylander, right? In Toronto. The Jays, or the Raptors haven't yet done what the Raptors are going to do in 2019. Toronto, as a sports city, has been desolate and just waiting for somebody to do something even moderately interesting. And then here comes this group that puts Toronto back on the sports map. You're on ESPN now during the playoffs, right? You're on Fox or TV, whoever's carrying the games. Toronto suddenly matters again. And they yeah. haven't in a and, decade and it's, or two. It's interesting because to me, the, the real equivalent is the Raptors because they are the only NBA team in this country. Yeah. Right? Whereas, yeah, the Leafs are what the Leafs are, but. Well, there yeah, are Toronto teams. I know everyone claims the national thing when it suits them. And Yeah. See, to me, I was never an Expos guy. And I grew up I, I, in Ottawa is where I started yeah. before I moved to Peterborough. I didn't like the colors. Just, I never gravitated towards the Expos, right? Despite all the in, – in, in my youth, the, you know, the, the Dawson and the, the Reigns and the Wallen and the Reardon and all those things, right? Like they had Gary Carter, the yeah. kid, yeah. long before Sid. Um, <laughs> but you, I, I just never really – it was a dump to go to see a game in the Big O. Like it just – to me, it was – I was always a Blue Jay guy. And from a, from a young age, the – when they brought out that whole, let's go, you know, the OK Blue Jays sort sure. of, I loved that as a kid. And you just sort oh, of Oh, you can still get me to do that when you go to a game. Of course, I would do it. I would, I would absolutely do it. But yeah. I also do the YMCA. Yeah, too, I know. It's totally do. fine. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, um, One of us is jumping up for the wave and the other sitting cross-armed uh, in their seat. I love I loved to do the two hands too. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm doing the whole wave. I'm sitting I'm, beside you just judging uh, your heart. Yeah, for <laughs> Yet, it's worth noting we roll into the GSP fight and Matt is doing oh, the yeah. ole, ole, ole. Swept up, man, a little joie de vie. No. I am now cross, arms crossed yeah. judging Matt. And not only, you're right, because I'm not only, I'm, like, I'm not half-assing it. I'm reached over pounding on the metal grate in front of our that, seats. That was awesome, that thing, right? That thing we could just reach over. Make some noise on I'm it. I'm surprised I didn't lose my glasses that <laughs> night, right? But when GSP was coming out and the place went bonkers and yeah. we're banned, leaning over. And <laughs> you're just, right, I absolutely went all in for yeah, a night so on the Olays. don't judge me, douchebag. Don't do I'm it. I'm going to do it. Though. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've just now circled around. Yep. But anyways, it's nice. It's nice. And I think when I, I don't think of the home runs so much, I don't think of the playoffs. Uh, to me, it's an attitude and it's, it's sort of with Batista now back. Yeah. 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 Is, is it's not so much his single season, acc- you know, accolades, the 54 home runs. Of, Six you know. straight years of being an all-star. It's, it's, it's really just. The, and I didn't always love him because he didn't always come across as super warm. No. Um, but he was the guy who, who to me, was sort of emblematic of the sort of resurgence where fans were like, fuck yeah, we're like, this is for us. We yeah, deserve we're legit. This. We're part of this. Yeah. We deserve good things here, right? <laughs> We've waited a long time and, and fuck you, the rest of baseball. Yeah. Right? So 
Did it, you? So he didn't do the speech himself. He pre-recorded something and they played it up and it came off pretty well. It did. Did a lot of these I find sometimes disingenuous. Did you? Were you buying it? What he was selling? I'll be. On, I'll go. For, like I did as he's. As he's thanking Gene Tennis and Dwayne Murphy, right, the hitting coaches and Cito Gaston, yeah. and he spins spins around and talks about representing the team, the city, and the country. Like I know lots of like when George Springer rolled in and signed with the Blue Jays, and he talks about how special it is to represent a country. I'm not buying that. That's what your agent told you to say because you're new here, and and that's yeah. one of the things they hang their hat on. I bought it when Batista said, "No, this was a thing for us to take this." from the gutter like we've talked about it being and putting it back on its pedestal and it meant something to us. Yeah. See the, the, I bought it. Yeah. And the difference is Springer is a is sort of a silver spoon baseball player who had won in Houston, had played college ball, was sort of touted yeah. all the way along. And, and maybe it's wrong for me to hang that on him. And, and maybe at I, the end of his time he will mean it, but when he signs here, I'm like nah. Well and, and it's funny because I listen to Kevin Kiermeyer say the same thing. Yep, they to, all do. Uh, but to me, I buy it with Kevin Kiermeyer more than I buy it with George Springer. Okay, that's a guy who played in Tampa before five thousand people times. on a, on a yeah, and, and, true. And now he knows I'm coming to a place with with good fan support. So I just I it's it's on a case to case basis. I buy it from Batista, I think, because he was there for all of it. Right, cool. the the shit years, the Marco Scudero years, and he's a guy who who ha- who came over and played. University baseball yep. was a 20th round selection, like who was sort of waved, brought back. Like he went through this sort of, he was no, he, 28 years old when he got to Toronto yeah. and had done relatively. He'd been on four teams in the last calendar year or whatever it was, right? right? And there wasn't a pile and nobody looked at that guy and went, yeah. Home run king. For sure. All, um, you know, six straight all-star games. No, nobody looked no at shot. that guy no and, and said that, yeah. right? And so. He was a third baseman, right? Soon to be yep. outfielder. And so to me, it was, he's the guy who said, you know, who, who shows up and has, as a self-made guy, has sort of had enough of the detractors and all that stuff and, and, and said, yeah. That would be a thing all the way through, right? For sure. Yeah. Towards the media, to people that he perceived, not him constantly taking runs at Steve Simmons, maybe he's. What makes him as popular is just about anything else he did in this city. He's got to get in line. Tweeting at Simmons, who are you and why are you talking to me? And yeah. Like and there's a bunch of people, <laughs> you know, in that same. But I, I just, watching him go through it and, and his prickly nature and the way he left, which again was sort of, remember he had that spring training press conference where he was talking about how management wasn't doing what they, and at the time they turned out to be right. He was spent, right? Like yep. by the time he... But before he blows out his shoulder, he's gunning people down at second base from right field, like an under-discussed part of his game. Yeah. Um, In a different world, that game six, 2015 against Kansas City in the ALCS, he hits two home runs. If things go just a little differently, we're not ever talking about 2015 against Texas again. We're talking about that being the game that lifts the Blue Jays to a game seven that maybe they win in a, you know, like. And they win the World Series. Right. So he just, he did. And I understand why fans forget about that two home run. They lost and you're out. And so who fucking cares? There's way less fun there, right? To Oscar Hernandez on line one. Yeah, There you go, right? Um, maybe the only thing missing from that ceremony on Saturday was 
Sam Dyson showing up. Well, Thank you for being part of my career highlights, right? The yeah. thing people will remember me for. Yeah. The pitcher who gave up that home run to well, forever. It's like Mitch, Mitch Williams attached yeah, to Joe exactly, Carter. Man. And you're like, nah, no thanks. One man. one national hero and one goat, right? That like, mullet goat, will never goat, you know, right. <laughs> never be forgotten. Thanks, man. We all like to forget those sort of early nineties mullets, but I thought the Jays nailed this ceremony. I understood why Batista if he truly felt, you know, I'd rather do something pre-recorded because either I'm a not a great public speaker or I'm worried about becoming emotional or whatever, he still said everything he needed to say. And it's not like he just sent a video and didn't show up, right? Yeah. He was there, did the video. I thought the whole thing was well, awesome. He, he, still, he still choked up in the recorded interview. Yes. So it's, yes. uh, to me, I think you're fiery guys. You're super passionate, chip on the shoulder guys. Clearly emotional guys are, are, are also the guys who get, who get the feels the strongest, yeah. right? Who yeah. I appreciate you. I, you know, you stuck with me and, and the number of people through his university coach, the scout from the pirates, yep. the, the hitting, you know, Dwayne Murphy, Dwayne all Murphy. these guys, right? The people who've, who've believed in him. Yeah. There's, there's nothing you can say for the millions I've made and the success I've had because this succession of people not just said they believed in me, but put the work in with me. And right. so I think those things are, it's hard for a guy like that to probably get through it in the same way that you would hope to, for it to ring a- as clear. And that's another reason that I think he meant it. If you don't care, it's easy to stand up, read a speech, happy to be here today, thank you for this, whatever. No, you. it means something to me, I'm emotional about this, I think the video package as much as anything, right? The fact that he kept getting that choked up does illustrate. Yeah. No, he, he was, no, no, he was here. I, I firmly believe that, that he looks at, at, at Toronto as the place that allowed him to become the person he is. Yeah. It's like, and it's, 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 it's a sort of a, a loose lateral move, but in hockey, you look at a guy like Alex Burroughs. Sure. Right. This is a guy who was in the East Coast League, such an unheralded roller beginning. league, roller Ro- league. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And his number gets retired in Vancouver. Yes. Whatever you think of Alex Burroughs yeah. and, and whatever else, you know, he won as many cups as Batista did World Series. Yep. But he's beloved in, in that, that city. city. Yep. And had great success in that city. And and I think when you come from the the way back. Right, you've had to come so far to become this. In Batista's case, yeah, uh, a home run king, an all star, uh, uh, a contender for an MVP. Yeah, like, you, and this all happened here. Yep. I'm not from here. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I, but this is where I became who I hoped one day to be. It's a very strong, toxic nostalgia that I totally believe that. Yeah, that he is. He's very grateful to the Toronto Blue Jays and, and to the city of Toronto. Uh, we should talk about some real Blue Jays, but first we're going to grab another beer. Stay there. All right, moving on. We'll talk about a little present day Blue Jays. It's currently uh, 5-2 Blue Jays in the fourth. We'll see how that uh that's going to play out. That's a Ryu start. Obviously, it didn't go too badly, but his return has uh, has forced Alec Manoa back to the minors. We'll get into that in a second. What have you grabbed there out of the uh, out of the fridge? Uh, it's just the Redux. Okay. I, I'm sticking with the uh, the Green Dragon. 
Juicy, my friend. I find it to be not boozy, juicy, very drinkable. 6.7. It's, uh, yeah, the Green Dragon New England style IPA from Indie Ale House. And this one here is a mighty departure from the uh, the Belgian. From It's, it's uh, a needle light. It is not, actually, though. I had a couple of those uh, the other night. I sort of forgot how much I, I like those for just cruising through an evening. Yeah. Right? Just, uh, but this one... One of Ottawa's favorites, the Sun Split. Oh, good from Dominion City. Yeah. And uh, we've discussed it a hundred times before, so we won't go too deep into it here. But man, on a, a nice summer afternoon, not many better in the city. But so if you're hitting a, if you're hitting a Belgian, although at 6%, but you've, um, yeah, that's about 6.5, I think on the Sun Split. I yeah. And even around. the, but just the flavor, even as you move over, there's nothing dry about this one, right? It's coming at you and. I like it, right? Right Humming, up front. Humming, coming at you. So, and the local Gabe's, Gabriel Pizza. Yeah. At the end of my street. So it's it's a great place. To Hello, get, friend. It's a great place to get breakfast in the morning. I belly up to the bar. Yeah. But they also have Sun Split on tap. That's gorgeous. Yes, for sure it's gorgeous. To get a fresh pie, you forget what it's like to sort of eat a pizza that comes right out of the kitchen. Right well, to your table? At the end of your street, how cold could it possibly be by the time it gets... Yeah, yeah, I know. But <laughs> the, the idea that it's like molten yes. hot when it shows up at your table and it's kind of... You have of to a, stop. Have to have your sun split I, first. I, I, well, this, and that's all I'm saying is it's, it's, you know, the pandemic has sort of really forced everybody home and, yeah. and you forget what it's like to get a pizza in a pizza place. It's true, man. With a beer. Oh, you love that. Bam! So... Alec Manoa off to AAA Buffalo. They ran the six-man rotation through the 17 days without a, a day off that was sort of always predicted. Might be an easy way to bring Manoa back in, an easy way to bring Ryu back in, and a, an easy way to let Barrios, Bassett, and Gosman, who had been pitching their balls off through the first half, right? Top As, 10 in terms of innings pitched in the, in the in the majors. I right. Think. Because you only had four guys. And so instead of using those off days to get everybody a break, they were just using them to turn it over and turn it over and turn well, it they over. Were all, and they were only willing to give, uh, you say Kikuchi five innings. Right. right? So you and just he's sort of, actually been the last, the last month he's been man. very yeah. good. Uh, and this whole season, if you'd have told me this is what you were going to get from this guy, psh, fine. Has my number five. Give him more t- money. <laughs> <Yeah>. More money. <laughs> but. Now we reached the end of those 17 days without a break. I think they have three off days coming up in the next like 11. So Monday today. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, I believe it's a two game Philly set. I believe that's right. So, and then, so it's Monday, Thursday off and then they roll into, I don't know when the third day is, but. They got Seattle coming up too, don't they? I don't, Fuck Seattle. I know they're, yeah. Uh, so. It's the blue and the green and the white. It's, it's the green. It's is the not- fact that they're right up my ass right now that's bugging me, but. I don't care what color you wear. Yep. So would you would you compare them more to a golf ball or a pine cone? Oh, it's it this the, this Mariners team, after it was supposed to disassemble itself and give us Teo at the deadline, this is pine cone territory, man. Yeah. This is All this right. is pine cone. And it's the pointy part first. Of course. Man. <laughs> okay. And it's going in sideways. <laughs> it's like there's nothing about it that's right up in Matt's ass. <laughs> right up. Uh but it sent Manoa back down, and they don't need the sixth starter. They really may not need a fifth, but they're obviously going to do it to get everybody a little rest here. And Manoa, you know, he came back against the Tigers. That was well slotted, right? A weak lineup that he could come in and be successful Terrible. against. Uh, the Tigers. Yes. Here. Yes. 
Um, he has some sort of up and down appearances after that. I actually didn't think he was all that bad in his last one either. But yeah. clearly this was already decided, right? That right now Three you're not. Walks, four innings. It was just sort of he got hit around a bit. Yeah. Not the worst. But no. you're talking about six starts, 22 innings. Yeah. And a five ERA. Yeah. And so when it came time to pick somebody to come out of that rotation, it wasn't a particularly difficult decision. And they obviously want to see how Ryu's going to do here um, and give him some opportunity. And really, if you want to be, uh, you know, just business cold about it, Manoa has options. He can go down. Ryu does not. And it's sometimes no more complicated than that. Uh, But were you surprised to see him go down um, in favor of, I don't know, what do we got up right now? We got Davis Schneider. We got Nathan uh, Lucas. Um, I think we saw Nate Pearson reappear in the bullpen here. I, I am, uh, to me, the the bloom is clearly off, well, off the rose of Schneider. Yes. Um, which we all knew was, you know, that. <laughs> it's funny. If you're a fantasy player, if you're a betting player, it takes a while before a guy gets into the system. So that first weekend where he's tearing the cover off the ball in Boston, I believe it was, or against Boston. Yeah, Boston, yeah. There are people like screaming out to Yahoo and to some of these, like, get this guy on the books. And, Boston fans and Toronto fans only. And then for the next week, he goes like hitless after he finally ends up in the system and you can start to bet on him or whatever. So yeah. that was never a... No, but it, it was a great story. Oh, no, it was fun. Yeah. But you knew that eight for... 13 yeah. with three walks or whatever it not was. Not likely like, to last. Is that, is it good? Like MLB best, like all time. Yeah. He's not going to hit 750? <laughs> Fucking loser. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, but it is, I, I'm not surprised. I am not surprised. Um, when you're looking for more depth down below, they, they don't seem to have any at-bats. So the, the much ballyhooed. Six man rotation, mm-hmm. yeah. I, to me, it was it was meant for nothing more than to see what you had through the through the especially through the trade deadline. Yeah, see what you had with Ryu, see what Manoa could give you, and now you're like, okay, you know what? It's we're back to five. It's back to five. We have some off games coming, and and their schedule does soften up in the end of August into early yep. September, right? Yep. And so before I'm, finishing up rough. Yeah, well, and we'll see. When we say rough, I think we all anticipated those Yankees, those two series against the Yankees. Yeah, you got Rays, Yankees, Rays, Yankees to finish up the season. And, and I'm not sure the Yankees. They're are, not as good, but they always are. Yeah. They're fuckers. Uh, we'd rather play the Tigers or fifth the place Royals in the or A-L-E's the A's is different or, than fifth place in the Central. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. But um, it's maybe not as daunting. It, fair. That's fair. Um. And so they're in a spot, I think, where unless unless they are right in it, they're kind of playing their way into a spot where you're like, okay, you know, shut it down, shut it down. The Yankees. Uh, yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens with the Yankees. But in terms of they're, they're coming up to a soft spot. And, and I think we're now in a spot post-All-Star game, where that is six weeks ago, where the fatigue was clearly starting to show, especially on Gosman. He had the side injury. There was... yeah. All that sort of stuff where. Well, I'm, Bassett came out and said as much. Like, yeah. It's a bit much you're asking of us right now. A four man rotation for a month and a half, not cool. And and I look at him and he's been in the six man rotation and he hasn't been quite as effective. No. 
through, right, even in the six-man rotation. And I think while they love the rest, I think it's at a spot now where you're like, okay, I'd like to go one every, I'd like to go every five. It's hard to say with him, right? Because his first couple months with the Jays were far better than what you would have anticipated. So is he regressing back to what he sort of is, which is just a middle of the rotation guy, or is it as you suggest he's better off on on uh, on a little less rest, yeah, right? Whereas some guy like Gosman clearly doesn't mind having that extra day of rest. Kikuchi, Kikuchi doesn't mind yeah. having that. Yeah. Well, anybody that came over from the the Japanese basketball, yeah, basketball, yeah. They, baseball <laughs> league, right? They they go on a seven day or a six day, whatever it is, right? They go on. Yep. There's Once six, a week, basically. Yeah, they have. I think they have one day off every week. Yep. And they have six pitchers. Yeah. Right. So I think those guys love it that way. Shohei Otani, he prefers it that way. Um, he might be onto something. Yeah. Well, and, and okay. Well, yeah. Shohei Otani, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, if we could only base everything off of what's good for Shohei <laughs> one Otani, one freak of nature. Yeah. But I, I wonder. We've just cited three guys in a, in a conversation. You wonder how long before they maybe look at a six-man rotation. The Jays again. But Major League Baseball. Oh, I see. More teams. That, when you have the, the prevalence, remember when the, when the, and I always think of the of the Rays with the starter. And you're like. The opener. Yeah, sorry, the opener. Yeah. And you go, what a fucking dumb idea. Now half baseball is using it. Is Everybody uses it at some point during a season. Yep. And some more often than Get others. Get out there, Trevor Richards. Light us up, baby. Yeah. Well, you start off with somebody who is closer type, and then you go, who's going to be a long haul guy? And yep. then you sort of move into... Like, well, the Jays did that for most of September last year, if you recall. Right, of course I Bullpen do. day, bullpen day, bullpen day. Like, fuck me. It wasn't... At, at some point... It's not ideal. If you have five legit starters... Yes. And all I'm saying is, yeah, it's hard for people to get five legit starters. Yeah. So to ask them to come up with a sixth seems like it may be problematic. Right. But I, I just wonder with with the way things and the out-of-the-box, non-traditional approach to baseball, the way it's gone, the shift, all these things, right? And the things that, you know, okay, well, let's outlaw that. But the opener, you know, maybe a six-man rotation. Just the things that you can look at to go, all right, maybe we look at that. Well, let me reel you back in here for a second. No, don't do it, man. Don't do it. I'm going to suggest to you that barring an injury, you're not going to see Alec Manoa again this season. I think they've decided we like what Ryu's got going right now. Who do we see first? Hunjin Ryu or Alec Manoa? That was the question here, right? Yeah. And, and, and so. And I was wrong. I said Ryu, but. Manoa did get back first, yeah, but yeah. they well, rushed him, that, in my yeah, opinion. Uh, and, and everybody's opinion. Yeah. You're, you're not. So they've decided we like Ryu right now. We'll see how that plays out. But unless something goes wrong or somebody gets hurt, I think they've just sort of decided this is a write-off year for Manoa. And I wonder in some ways if as fans we shouldn't just be accepting that on a few different levels, right? Like Vladdy's not getting back. Through May and June and July, I sort of went, there's time, there's time, there's time. Vladdy's going to find it. He'll. At this point, it looks more like a write-off year for him in terms of if he's ever going to be 2021 Vlad again, that'll be an off-season thing. They go and they look at his swing. They get him healthy, whatever that's going to look. Like, there's just a few different ways where if we're this far into the season in mid-August, this team just is what it is. It's not a bad team at all, but it it's not a guaranteed to make the playoffs team 
either. And uh, Seattle's right there now, pine right. coning their way around my yes. ass. Ara- you know, around like the entrance was so easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> you said it. I, I'm only parsing your words. Yes, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I say some things, but you look at. It's, it seems – I was listening to Shai Davidi, I think, on radio, and he was talking about, you know, hitting with runners in scoring position. And you you keep waiting, and you're like, at what point after three months yeah. do we just go – Maybe they're just bad at this. They're just this, – this is it, right? It's just not going to be – there's nothing you can do. You, how, you can't, you know, squish Guillermo Martinez against the wall <laughs> any more than – Well, like if you had said at some point – to any fan before the season. By the way, in August, Manoa will have spent several weeks in single A. Romano's out. Uh, Bo is out. Bo's Vlad out. is not hitting anywhere close to what you'd be like. Oh my god, this team's probably well well below five hundred. If you had asked people to look into the future with that as their measuring stick, and yet here they are. They're hanging around, and they may yet get in. And if they get in in that third wild card. You're playing the Central Division, in all likelihood, uh, division winner. You'll happily take that. Yeah. But at this point, there's no guarantee, man. It's going to be tight all the way down the stretch. The, the at this hitting point. has just been so yeah. not good. And so when your rotation is as good as this one is, yeah. when it works, you're going to be okay. But if they have one off day, you, you're probably throwing that in the L column. Like it's- well, when you go through Cleveland... Like they did last week. Fuck you, Cleveland. Cleveland sucks. <laughs> Cleveland sucks. Here's our river that catches on fire. Yeah. There's the trains leaving with jobs. <laughs> <laughs> this train's cl- carrying jobs out of Cleveland. It just... That's a dated... That's a throwback. But it will be the outro music today. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, when you can't get... Like nothing. Zero. Yeah. And I don't care who these young guys are, these rookies yeah. with these, that's your only threat in the lineup. Yeah. Come on, man. They just can't hit. Yeah. And it was somebody on one of the pregame shows was saying, you know, there's no bow and you have Chapman hitting in the, in the fifth. You have, you have belt in and out. Who at the best is a single walk guy in your cleanup spot. I liked him at two, right? They, when they were putting him in there yeah. now and then since yeah. Bo's gone down, he has been getting on a little bit, but. I'm with you. It's Kiermaier not ideal. Hurt. Yeah. Varsho is Oof, a black hole. And so they're saying, yeah, really, anything past six in the lineup, there's no scary things at the bottom of that lineup anymore, right? Kirk has kind of yep. flirted with it, but when you get down there, if you have Jansen in the five or six, that's too high when for him. When he's healthy. Yeah. Well, stop getting hit. <laughs> stop getting hit in the forearm, elbow, hand. Yeah. Um, but just the bottom of the lineup, is you know you know, you have Schneider and Bizio and so when you're either listening or watching to the, watching the games you're like we get past you get it just there's not much happening man yep. it's 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 really the lineup from what we thought was going to be so good at the beginning of the season has suddenly with a couple things not panning out a couple injuries it's really not that scary it's not that deep no. right and you have and then again with Vladdy you're like and I've said it before, if he's not special, the lineup's not special, in my opinion. Like, yep. Y- you need that Bo-Vladdy combo back-to-back somewhere that just keeps the lineup moving. Well, and in theory, Springer up at the top of it. Like, this is the, 
If if that group's not going to carry you to the playoffs, you're not going to go to the playoffs. Well, thank God for Whit Merrifield. Thank. Wow. But am I right? You are right. <laughs> that's where we're at. at like, this point. but in and around 300. All, and that's all star Whit Merrifield. Yeah. yeah, but you watch him on the weekend again, and he's he's going into the corners to grab balls. Like mm-hmm. he's been better in left field than I ever would have imagined. Yep. His flexibility to play second and left and and hit 300 and 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 when when George struggles, you can put him in the leadoff spot. It man, way better than expected. Way better than expected. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I I think I wanted to hit on before we get out of here today was just an announcement this week from uh, our everybody's good friends at Bell Media. Uh, TSN Plus is. Something they've had, I, I would, it's not in beta, that's not the, but like you've had free access to it for a bit. It was clear they were going to try and charge you more for it at some point. Do you like this? We have. Do you like this? No. No, I don't. But uh, we're going to charge you for it. Right. And so essentially what it is, is some more over the top TSN. It's cameras on specific holes at different golf tournaments. It oh, is extra courts golf I, uh, at different, you know, extra courts at Wimbledon or, or whatever. So you can have an extra eye on things. This is where their documentaries are going to go, including they get the E60 and the, uh, 30 for 30s, 30 for 30s are going to go into this area. And if you are not currently a subscriber to TSN plus, and you just subscribe to TSN on your television feed, it's eight bucks a month on top of that. You won't be able to watch it on your TV. You'll still need Apple TV or your phone or tablet or, or whatever. Uh, and you can, as a TSN television subscriber, you can log in to what they call TSN Go, right? Not the same as TSN Plus. This is... We're going to march through this together, folks. TSN Go is their mobile service, their streaming service. And so let's say uh, Rob has subscribed to all the TSN channels through his cable package. Which he has. He can go to TSN Go either on Android or Apple TV or his smart TV or the website. And instead of logging in, you click log in through my TV subscriber. You pick Bell or Rogers, whoever you're with. You use those credentials and you still get in. And on top of having access to those TSN channels on your TV, you can now watch them online. You get that as part of subscribing as TV. Fuck, I feel like I just ran a triathlon. But you don't get TSN Plus, you cheap whore, because you have not subscribed to that. Right. So I'm the only thing keeping you fuckers afloat. This is true. We're going to get to that in just a second. Eight bucks a month or for a year... If you pay up front, you can get it for 80 bucks, two months free. Yeah, saving myself the 16 bone. Now, if you are someone who does not subscribe to TSN on your cable package or satellite package or doesn't have uh, cable or satellite at all and subscribes to TSN directly through TSN Go, that is 20 bucks a month or $200 for the year if you're willing to pay that up front. And TSN Plus is incorporated into that for free. You will pay nothing extra. So this is clearly an enticement to get you to go straight to them. Give them all of the money as opposed to some of that money going to your cable or satellite subscriber. You with me here still so far? 
Are you talking to me or the good listener? Well, I, you're the only one who's going to answer I'm at this point. I'm glazing over like a... Well, like you are the like, one who like is a, like an Easter ultimately going to get boned on this, right? Rob if, is suddenly more attentive. Yeah. If Rob has to pay extra for something, despite already paying for all the same TSN stuff that I'm paying for directly online, he's paying it to uh, through the TV, and he doesn't get the extra stuff, and I do, that's yeah. not great business. So, so far, what you've... You've enticed me with, or not enticed me with, yeah. is I don't care about extra holes in golf. I don't care right. about extra courts in tennis. Nope. Do you care about AEW wrestling? I certainly do not. Because on that is the only way, if you're a Canadian wrestling fan, to watch their Friday and Saturday night shows is through TSN Plus. It won't be on the regular networks or on TSN Go. Thirty for thirty, you got me. That's intriguing. Yep. The rest, I, I haven't heard anything that's made me want. That's, that's, there are extra NBA games, which I know for you, not right. a huge thing, but that's now interesting to sports fans, right? right? Start that, talking about regional broadcasts when they start to break up in, in the next couple of years yep. when TSN with the Ottawa Senators, right? That is a two or three year away. What happens with the future of that? Right. And the reason I bring this up is that they're desperate to keep people subscribed on TV. That's why Rogers or Bell or Shaw or SaskTel or whatever keeps giving them the amount of money that they do is because people badly want sports and they want them live. Right. And so if, if you say to me, by the way, I, TSN, who wants you to stay subscribed on TV, am now giving something to my online subscribers that I'm going to charge you for? That's a tough way to do business, and you're fucking with the people who are keeping you alive right now. And I, I, the main reason I brought this up is just because we can we can update our tally here a little bit, man. If you're someone who cuts cable completely, you are one of those cord cutters now, but you still want, as a well-rounded sports fan, to watch everything. You're checking out a TSN Go at 200 bucks a year if you pay up front or 240 if you go monthly. A Sportsnet Now for a year is uh, $250 for a year-long subscription or $35 per month. That's also going to now get you the rest of your NHL, a um, bunch of other streaming. If you're an MLS fan, like as we work through our big five yep. sports... That's Apple TV now. There's 10 bucks a month thrown on top of it. If you are a soccer fan who loves mostly European leagues, that's DAZN, right? Do you want to watch boxing as part of that as well? Uh, MLB is now doing at least one Blue Jays game basically a month on Apple TV. Eat that shit. You're starting to get yourself up to here, man. Like, that's 35 bucks a month for Sportsnet, 20 bucks a month for TSN, 10 bucks a month for Apple. Are you going to do DAZN? That's another 12 bucks a month. You're paying almost as much just for sports. Coming up quick on an all-around, you know, TV package, man. You're continuing. Well, thankfully, you get your news for free on Twitter and, oh, wait. You get um, some form of it. You don't get any news. <laughs> no Somebody's Facebook. version no, of it. No, it's no. It's no news. See, it's interesting because... I was dealing with Bell for a long time for my for my sort of home phone. Yeah. But I didn't have a home phone. But if, if you bundle it for some reason, I'm... Yep. But your internet and your cable. Yep. 
and it got to be what I felt to be too much. And so I'm like, fuck you, Psh, beat it. Over to Rogers. And they're like, hey. We got you, friend. 99 bucks. For a year. It, two years. Okay. And it's, again, a home phone that I don't use. I don't even know what the number is. But my internet. <laughs> don't own a home phone. The jacks, it's empty. This is it. This is part of the bundle. But it's a bundle. Yeah. And, and cable. And so in my cable package, all my sports nets, including one and 360. And World? Do you get World? <laughs> if I do, Does I don't anyone know. watch World? I don't know. But, and then, the midget and then all the, all the TSNs. Yeah. That's all I really care about with the basic sort of, you know, I, there's my CBC News World and what, yep. but, uh, and Food Network. That's yep. really what I'm watching. Yep. Um, but it's, it's sports dominated. I need to have all my sports nets for the brief period where the NHL playoffs are going on. And the Jays have been relegated to Sportsnet 1 or 360. So you know all year, this is what I'm going to want to watch. I'm telling you, before you do anything else, if you wanted to cut cable, it's 550 bucks for the year just for Sportsnet now and all of what TSN has. Does that seem worth it to you? Sorry, what do we get for that? Every Sportsnet and everything on TSN. 550. 550 for the year. Uh, yeah. 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 So what's happened is that 99 bucks after the two years. Oh, yeah. Hello. Jumps to 250. Yeah. Let's renegotiate. Except you already signed it. Yeah. And so. As we all do. There's got to be at least 18 months that Rob's just been, I'm too lazy. Right? To go and you. But so I thought, you know what? I'm going to phone him and say, listen, can we stop? Can we not do the dance? I don't want to go back to Bell. Right. I'm happy with what I got, but you're charging me too much. Let's talk. And they gave me $119. There you go. So I'm happy. Now, yep. what you're suggesting, Matt, is I could get it for 50 bucks a month. But no CBC News World and no... Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, you can yeah. subscribe I, to those I, separately. I, this is what I'm saying. And so it's really just as Grandpa Rob <laughs> ambles towards... The, the, the sort of cable cutting, it's, it's, I'm going to be there at some point. But you're, I guess my point is it's getting just as expensive if you're just an all around sport. Like if you're an NBA fan, those sports net and TSN packages will get you a little bit, but it doesn't get you everything. If you're an MLS fan, you're certainly not, you're getting nothing on either of those two channels. That's an MLS thing. Um, European saw like just to, just to be one of those guys, uh, the NFL, Sunday ticket, most NFL streaming games in Canada, there's only like two a week that are available on TSN's streaming services. The rest are on DAZN, so that's another 12 bucks. Like, at some point, we're right back where we started from, only now we're getting nothing but sports. You're not getting those extra channels that maybe you only watch once or twice a month. Right, but or, how many how many people live in a, in a vacuum. You are a, a man who lives on his own. Yep. Um, and if you got a little bit of I'm news, a man who texts our buddy Bunda and asks for illegal links to just about I'm a man. <laughs> I'm 40. Yeah. That's you, I man. am. That's you. And so you are, you have your own tastes. And if it was, I want this, and it's that 550, right? Covering yeah. all the TSN and all the sports and that. And I want to get my news wherever I get it. And you'd probably be happy with that. Am I right? Yeah. 
if you could find something that was news and sports. Does the rest all just stream on Crave? They'll move this off. Like, they'll move so, Friends off, but Seinfeld will come on, okay, and they'll move then, that and off. So, but this is where I'm going is yeah. on top of that sports. You know, yep. 50 bucks. And you're like, perfect, perfect. But then I want my Prime, or I want mm-hmm. my Netflix, or I want my Crave, or I want my yep. my Disney, whatever, your Peacock. Sure. Whatever is streaming, and it's multiples, it's not. Yeah. It's not one, right? You're like, well, what is that? I want to watch that. Have you heard about that? And you're like, yeah. Well, I don't get it. I'm, I'm not subscribing the to other, that. Yeah. Yes. And so I love the sports and the news. Really, I could probably live with that. The rest I'll find. But I'll figure it out. But, you know, the better half who wants streaming for this or wants to watch or e-talk or whatever oh, it may no. be. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying it yep. just, it's... When you start to talk about multiple tastes and and sort of viewing habits. You're right back to paying for cable. The whole thing expands, right? In terms of, well, where do I go? Okay, 50 bucks a month for all my sports needs? I can handle that. Yeah. Oh, but wait, now I need to add in my Crave, my Netflix. And, and so as it comes all the way back around, though, this is my point. As you're back to paying for just your streaming services the same as what you were going to pay for cable anyway... So you're like, fine, I'll just stick with cable. Don't fuck me on the TSN Plus. Why does the guy who subscribed to you directly get it and I don't? I got to go pay a little extra. You know why? Which is, I believe, the reason you asked this question 15 minutes ago. (laughs) Is because the guy like me is either not technically savvy enough or doesn't care or is lazy. One of those three things. Nah, see, I, I disagree with that. Because if that was the case, they'd lump it in for you. This is, they want you, but they're hoping that I can then pay more addition to what do I need to do? Cause I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to do what's easiest for Rob. Right. But I really love 30 for 30. So I'm going to have to pay an extra eight bucks where if I had just subscribed to you directly, but, I wouldn't but, have to pay it. But remind me again, how I get that. If I pay for it, if you pay for it, you're going to have to go online eh? or you have a smart TV yeah, with apps I, built I, in, I, I, so I you do. get it that way. Too, Downstairs, so. I yeah. got so it's not in my bedroom, but which no. I could get a smart TV in my bedroom. Yeah. But you are now asking me instead of going channel thirty blank. Yep. You, I need to go and I need to log into something. And again, this is small, I understand, but it is this. Isn't that all the more reason to not make you pay for it? I'm already inconveniencing you. Shouldn't if you're paying me through your TV provider. Why am I making you work harder than the person who's paying me directly? Yeah, just give it to me. Yeah. How about that? I've already got your six TSN channels. Right. Fucking give it to me. Yeah. I'll pay you the eight bucks. Just put it on my TV. Rob Rob and I have always had a bit of a thing about the way he says TV. Yep. I think it's TV. Rob says TV. And Rob never hears the difference when Matt says it. (laughs) It's the emphasis up front on the T versus the yeah. emphasis at the back on the V. And Rob loves to emphasize the back. No, Rob, Rob emphasizes the front. That didn't well, work see, as well exa- for the joke. Exactly. It's so. Matt with the pine cone <laughs> bouncing around. A little less bouncy than usual. Easy entrance. Yeah. How do we fucking lasso that pine cone once it's in there? How do we morph this into an easy exit? It's more <laughs> with the pine cone and the podcast. I, I think this we had it. At the end, you go with a golf ball in a condom and you're totally fine. Okay. With that, we'll wrap this one up. Don't forget, later on this week, Dean Brown, the voice of the Ottawa Senators, is going to be here. we got a lot to talk about with him. And uh, somewhere in the middle of next week, for the first time in a little while, our buddy Kevin Mickey from Sportsnet is going to be back in here. 
I know Rob is just as excited as Kevin about All In at Wembley Stadium. Big Biggest. meaty man meat. That's what I'm talking about. That's right, man. Big meaty men slapping meat. Oh, that's it. Um, yeah, All In AEW at Wembley Stadium sets a, a, a Wembley Stadium wrestling record for attendance. That's bigger than a Brett versus Bulldog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 92, man, SummerSlam 92, Bret Hart versus British Bulldog, one of the biggest shows in wrestling history, and this one has topped it. We'll talk to Kevin Mickey about that and all kinds of other things uh, as uh, he rejoins us for the first time. In, in studio or is he? Uh... No, that'll be, uh, we'll do that one remotely. Okay. Uh, he was in studio. I know. Was it he, March? Yeah, something yeah, like I, that. I know he's got, he's got family somewhere in the area. So. Yeah, but I don't plan to be in the area, so. Oh, true. (laughs) Matt has to be here. That's right. So we'll do that one remotely. Uh, All kinds of good stuff coming up on the podcast. Thank you for checking out this episode. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're hearing us right now and uh, follow along on social media. Also, I should point out, lastly, we have something like 30,000 views on our Instagram right now for Chris Hoffley blowing his own shoulder out, doing nothing but celebrating a touchdown. (laughs) So if you're one of those people who... Athlete! He talked about that um, when he was here earlier last week, and uh, he sent us the video, and and people are loving it on Instagram, so make sure you're checking it out there as well. For Rob, my name's Matt. We'll see you on the next episode of TCA. See ya! Fun times in Cleveland again. Still Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland Town, everyone. Under construction since 1868. See our river that catches on fire. It's so polluted that all our fish have AIDS. We see the sun almost three times a year. This guy has at least two DUIs. The flats look like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. Don't slow down in East Cleveland or you'll die. Our economy's based on LeBron James. Buy a house for the price of a VCR. Our main export is crippling depression. We're so retarded that we think this is art. It could be worse though, at least we're not Detroit. We're We're not not Detroit. Detroit!